0: Innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, Alex Dothopoulos, he's a genius. And a
1: friend to the show agrees with ATL Day 1s on the possibility of Falcon trading back. But the ATL Day 1's team doesn't agree with him on who they should get if they do.
0: And last but not least, in for the culture, t- is it time for Cam Newton to retire? We'll talk about all that next, right here on ATL Day 1's. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day 1's, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you think about last night, the Atlanta Braves, they walk it off against the San Diego Padres in the home opener, Orlando Arcia singles to uh, center field and brings in Eddie Rosario for the winning, game-winning run. They walk that bad boy off. The, the celebration was started. Everything looks great. But I think the main, main thing for me, T, when you think about what uh, Orlando Arcea is batting 370, I know it's early, but when you think about the early returns on a decision to make Orlando Arcea the starter for the Atlanta Braves. You got to look at this this regime, uh, um, Alex Anthopoulos and Brian Snicker, and say, you know what? These guys know what the hell they're doing.
1: (laughs) And it's interesting because less than a month ago, March 20th to be exact, we got the news that Brayden Shoemaker and Von Grissom were going to be optioned to AAA, which seemed to clear the path for Orlando Arcea to take over as the starter at shortstop, but it was right. a head scratcher because everybody assumed that with the work Grissom had done in the offseason, especially with Ron Washington, who gave him glowing reviews, that he'd be good to go. And if he wasn't, Shoemaker would be the next option, not Arcia. but that's the way the Braves went. And then 10 days later, March 30th, they gave him a three-year extension. So th- to me, they were solidifying, hey, we do think this is our guy at least for a good portion of this season and could be a, quite a resource for us for the next couple years. Now, to think now, about 10 more days later, maybe 15 days later, this guy really, it wasn't even just the walk-off single. Like, he literally set the tone for this game almost at the beginning. Third inning, solo homer. So we're talking about a guy that literally had set the stage for this, of course, other than Travis Darno, and what he did in the eighth inning to tie up the game and set up the walk-off single by RCF. But he is showing that he's not just the guy who has defensive prowess, but he is showing that he actually is valuable at the plate as well. And I was saying on air this morning over at the radio station that, yeah, like Alex Anthopoulos, Brian Snicker and company really have a line of vision that just hits different.
0: Yeah, they they, like. And I love the way how you frame that the vision, right? And you be able to see it because to be honest with you, I didn't see it. I was like, wait a minute, Vaughn Grissom had been, you know, at the plate, been pretty uh, solid. But you know, like Uncle Ron said, hey, going down, go down there and go get better. And I think that Vaughn Grissom is starting to show some signs that hey, I, I'm up to the challenge to try to get back on this uh, uh, major league roster. So, but when it all boils down to those guys making the right decisions when it comes to we're having that depth and and making sure that they're building out that depth because that's going to be something that they're going to need especially when you talk about michael harris having lower back issues they said it was precautionary but still you get when you're talking about a young pup like that rookie of the year you know uh going out for a lower back injury you're like okay there has to be something serious because it's a young cat you get to kind of play through it and, and kind of keep keep it moving but I think that you know Alex Anthopoulos and Brian Snicker are in a really good space right now, as far as making decisions, making the right decisions for this team, and making sure they're putting their guys in good position to win games early on.
1: Yeah, and they have enough in, in the platoon to where they showed you last night that Sam Hilliard was someone who they essentially subbed in. Right. And, I mean, he was solid in yeah. subbing in for MH two, and I believe them when they say that Michael Harris the second is day to day. So we're gonna hope and believe that that's going to be the case especially if you're looking at this as a four game series and then going back to uh, going back on the road if you will so you look at that and I I think at the end of the day it's not like you said it's a little bit unnerving because it's like oh gosh the young guy you don't want to see him out that soon and certainly we were just saying yesterday that as long as there aren't any injuries of a major short that I mean the Braves should be fine, right? But right. I do think that this is one of those where if they say, if the Braves said that it's a precautionary situation, then it is because, hey, you get through the weekend, hopefully Sam Hillier gets you there and, and check that, then you'll be ready possibly for Michael Harris II to come back for the Reds series at home or to be available for the end of this Padres series.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's what you can hope for because this is something that, like in the home opener, you're getting the win, you're getting off to a good start. I think one of those things that – you have to take a look at is making sure that those guys, you, you don't want to have, put them in a position to have a long-term engineer. I think that them being very, taking, their, taking their time with this thing and kind of taking it day by day, like you said, this is why you build that depth. This is why you bring guys in that can fill in from uh, be spot duty guys. And, of course, the Braves have plenty of those guys, as we know. Now, T., Speaking of, you know, teams getting off to a good start, uh, the Hawks are coming down to an end. This thing is almost over. You know, and I'm pretty ter- I can tell you this much. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm I'm glad that it is. And I, but I am looking forward to see what this team does once to play in round. We know they have clinched the spot, but they take on the Philadelphia 76ers. And the one thing that that just came out not too long ago was the fact that Joel Embiid didn't even travel with the team. So the uh, the leading MVP candidate won't be on the court tonight against the Hawks. But James Harden did make the trip, so we can ex- probably expect him to be out there. What are the, some of the things that the Hawks need to do tonight, T, to, to go ahead and get this win and try to close out this season on a five-game winning streak? Yeah,
1: and it's interesting because, you know, it's exciting to think that they, that the Hawks could actually even have four wins in a row, or like you said, should they win on Sunday in Boston, then it would be five wins in a row. And we haven't right. essentially seen that since January 13th. It's literally been yeah. almost two months, two months since yeah. we've seen the Hawks be able to string together five wins, if you will. And granted, let's, let's be honest here. It's pr- probably likely that the Hawks are going to be in that eighth seed, right? Because right. Yeah. the seventh seed, they have less than a 3% chance to get there. So many things would have to happen in order for the Hawks to actually get into that seventh seed. So, okay, let's call it the eighth seed. But like you said, you still want to go into the into the play-in round. You don't want to back into that as well. So I really want to see them do what we know they're able to do. I mean, they beat the 76ers earlier in the season, that first game of the season. So we know that they're capable of beating the 76ers, right? And then you take out a guy like Joel Embiid, who is the heart and soul of that team and who definitely bested the Hawks in both of those losses that they experienced to the 76ers. Hey, take advantage of it and give more opportunity to some of the guys who may be coming back. You know, Deandre hunters been upgraded to questionable. Now the Sixers haven't released their injury report yet. So we don't know other than MB who will or won't play for them, but. More important thing is we do know that there's a possibility that Dre comes back. So if you can get him back in limited minutes and just kind of make sure that his body's right for the play, and that's one thing you can do. In addition, if you can continue to give the bench mob quality minutes, you get those young guys ready for what is going to have to be, If especially if they play a team like the Heat, who we all know he give the hogs the blues then get that team, get them mentally ready right we talked mm-hmm. about basketball iq last night this is another opportunity over these next two games against the sixers against the celtics to get your rookies and really your young core ready for what is going to be a battle royal down in miami
0: and you're talking about a bench mob how about this T found this that 41 points coming uh, coming from the bench since the All Star break. That's second in the NBA. So when we talked, we've had these conversations about Jalen Johnsons, the Jalen Johnsons of the world, the bo- Bogies of the world, the Sadiq Bays of the world. All of those guys have been contributing ever since 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 that All Star break and Quinn Snyder have taken over. Those guys have clearly defined roles, and you can see it in the production coming off the bench because this. That bench has carried this team when, when the starters have struggled, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to those guys continuing to do that tonight against the 76ers because we know that this team has been pretty locked in these last few games, and, 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 and i got to give another kudos to, to uh, J.C. John Collins has been shooting, what, 40% from three in the last 15 games that is huge because we know he has to be able to hit that three in order to be effective with this, the way this roster is currently constructed. So, yeah, looking forward to those guys getting that thing going tonight. But I'm also looking forward to you guys getting some money. You know how you're going to do that? Go to Fanduel.com slash thumb because it is the number one sports book in America. You rock with us each and every day because we are the number one podcast in America. Come on now. Who else is in front of us? Um, go ahead go ahead and try to name it. Drop them in the comment box. Try to name it. I promise you. We, we're better than them. Um, But this isn't something that they have for the new customers coming up, right? They have the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You don't have to worry about your information being shared and all that stuff like that. So, yeah, make sure you go there and to check out everything because they have the money line, the point scores, and threes drain. You can bet on all that stuff. That's, they have everything right there so you can make you some money. Plus, you can buy your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss your chance to get the no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba so jarvis
1: you know what time it is it is mock draft season 775.0
0: right (laughs) a thousand (laughs) yes this is the reality of where we are so we
1: have a little fun on this show with mock drafts and we'll be bringing you guys a couple interesting mock drafts in the coming weeks of course we'll mock draft the falcons rounds one all the way through round seven but we're also going to give you guys a little treat of some local talent and kind of talking about where they might land in this upcoming draft but as far as today goes we're taking a look at a friend of the show a colleague of ours and his mock draft so his most recent one that is so josh kendall who's over with the athletic does some excellent work in covering the falcons has released a seven round mock draft recently And we're just going to talk about the first round because I thought that was all the reaction that you might want and need to have this morning because, interestingly enough, now he agrees with one scenario that we even spoke about on this show yesterday, which is the possibility of the Falcons trading back from that eighth position. However, where we disagree is A, how far they should trade back, or at least that's my opinion. We'll see what you say. And B, who they should get once they trade back. So let me set the scene for you. Josh is saying that he believes the Falcons should trade back to around that 17th overall pick, which would be a trade with my beloved Steelers, which I wouldn't be mad about that part. And then drafting Bajon Robinson out of Texas. Bajon Robinson is a running back. Now, the other piece of what Kendall said was the trade with the Steelers would also have the Falcons acquiring the 32nd overall pick. And get this, he would say it would be homegrown, Local Georgia tight end Darnell Washington, Jarvis, why like have no issues Wait. with the trade back? Kind of Wait. actually warming Wait. up to that as being maybe my favorite scenario Wait. of what the Falcons do in the upcoming draft in the first round. However, Jarvis,
0: come on,
1: running back at seventeen,
0: no, running
1: back at seventeen, Dang. and taking Darnell Washington trading back, no. in with
0: the thirty second pick, no. Oh no hey. no no t like you know who i blame on this you know who i blame on this Bijan oh, rosby bull crap i blame aaron freaking Freeman, yes, I'm calling him out. Thanks, Aaron. Locked, locked and on Aaron. Falcons. We love, we love exactly. you. I love you, Aaron. That's my dog. That's the homie. We do the Locked Off Falcons postcast during the season. Make sure y'all check that out. It's always a treat and a joy to to, to wobble in the losses and, and some wins, you know, with this Atlanta Falcons team. But I blame Aaron Freeman. He started this B. John Robinson stuff, and now everybody running with it. And I'm just sitting up here like, man, come on. Like, and, 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 But all jokes aside, though, to you. Like, here's the thing. Like, I like smart GMs. Smart GMs, they find value at that position. I don't mind finding value at the position. The Ezekiel Elliott's of the world, or Saquon Barkley's of the world, yeah, those the guys are cool in the first four years, but then when you start to come around, that fifth-year option, and then you got to sit, sit down there and pay those guys, and then you look at Zeke, got Fat and Happy in, in, in Dallas, and then you got Saquon Barkley, who had a couple injuries, and you don't know whether or not the franchise tag and going through all this stuff. I don't want to go through all that because here's well, here's why: you have a guy in Tyler Ajiri that's more than capable. He was a thousand yard runner last year. Yes, and, and for him to come in and be able to be a guy that can pass block for you as well, because you know we don't see run, rookie running backs doing that. That's why a lot of them don't get into the game like they do. So. I just, I love, I love the position, right? That that 17th, you know, a little bit over, you know, in the second half of that, of the first round, I love that. Because guess what? You can get a Keon White, you can get an Osiris Torrance, who we've talked about on this show. Those guys are going to be right there waiting for you. And then you pick up an extra second round pick, right? And at 32, and you get a Darnell Washington, like, I, I, I just don't, I don't. That's not like I'm all hashtag Tanitra Mantra. To me, Tanitra Mantra. Like what are we doing? Like yeah, let's follow that
1: somebody, path. Two, yeah, two, off, two, off, two offensive players, not name somebody in the trenches. Yeah, I like I'm, I'm like I'm like, come on. Now, honestly, if that 17 was an O lineman. I probably would like. I'd rock with it, and uh, yeah, no doubt, yeah, that that's okay. fair. Yeah, those
0: really,
1: yeah, those really are the two that I'm perfectly okay, or that's the one position that I'm perfectly okay with. If you go out and we just there's an incredible left guard that's available, that's perfectly okay. But right. I totally agree with you, and even thinking about my Steelers, for example, a couple of years a couple of years ago, we got Najee Harris at 24, yeah. and Najee Harris is an absolute beast. Absolutely, you really never have to trade up, or or, excuse me, you never these days have to go anywhere but the late first round, and that's the late first round to get like the the super game changer, in my opinion. You get
0: the best running back in the draft because Najee Harris was hands down the best running back in that draft. Got
1: him at twenty-four, and we're all good. So I, I, and for me, I'm going to take just a little bit of a, I guess, a slightly different pathway or a slightly different direction in terms of where I want the trade back to go. I personally don't want it to go past 15. I, I really okay. don't because I okay. just think that some – I think it's going to be one of those run situations where the first run I think will be on QBs, and then I do Absolutely. think the next run is going to be on edge. And so mm. I don't know if who you want will actually be there around 17. I'm kind of thinking I, – I, and I sat at 14 and 15. I've sat there for forever, really 14. That's kind of as far as I want the Falcons to kind of trade back, if if at all possible. Right. I think that's part one. And part two goes back to what you said in agreement. Tyler Algier is, has shown the goods. I mean, he did what you want him to do, which is get progressively better throughout the season. That also is going to bode well for Cordell Patterson because he's not going to have to do all that heavy lifting. You know, like carry
0: low. Exactly.
1: Last yeah. season. I think that's good. And also, Jarvis, you look at a key fact that you said, which you cannot say you can say actually about the majority, the majority of running backs in the league after about three, maybe four seasons, especially if they get through the entirety of their first three or four seasons, they're not even good for much of anything. I mean, literally. So why would you invest that much capital in a running back when, Hey, I mean, Caleb Huntley is kind of serviceable there. And and if you needed Avery Williams, you have Avery Williams and you also still have third and fourth and even fifth round picks to choose from. And then going back to the Darnell Washington option, I mean you have Kyle Pitts and you just went out there and got Johnu Smith. I think you're I think you're you're you might be I, okay at tight end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're solid <laughs> okay. enough that if you wanted to get a tight end maybe in the third or fourth round, or I mean, I don't know, maybe trade back up into the second round to to get a tight end, maybe I'd be okay with that. But, I mean, I do think you're okay uh, even with, you know, having a Parker Hesse still out there. That one was just interesting to me. So, when I saw that, I said, normally we definitely rock with uh, Josh Kendall's insight because he really does think outside of the box. And he kind of deals with players But in this case, I was thinking, um, I'm not quite sure that's the way to kind of rock and roll role especially with everything that the Falcons have done even in free agency and can still do you never know who they may pick up at running back in free agency and if you want to just still keep someone for the adding to the tight end room you could certainly do that and speaking of that Jarvis I think that at the end of the day free agency has shown itself to be nothing but solid for the Falcons yes the, the term that we kind of have, have used, and I say it, they've been conservative. They made it rain, but they made it rain in a very conservative way. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's something I would continue to look to see them do. And, again, if they had to go that route, we're going and getting somebody to add to the running back room or the tight end room. Sure do hope you go back to free agency or deep in the draft. But please, and thank you, just listen to the, ATL day ones. We know what we're talking about when we say go defense or yes. just trenches, period. Please. Please,
0: don't, don't, don't play with my emotions like that, because I don't know what I would do if the Falcons were to draft B. John Robinson, especially if they do it at eight. Like, yeah. I, I've always... its 17, I, I would be 17, I'll, I'll probably lose my mind. I was like, what are we doing? Like, what is... Like, y'all not understand. Listen to us. we telling you... We're giving you the goods each and every day. Like, come on now. Like... We know and what we're talking know. about. right?
1: And the Falcons, and and I, I, I'm I, confident, however, that the Falcons will, will do the right thing because free agency has shown them to do the right thing. And yes. even if you look back at last year's yep. draft, it was a draft to be pleased about. Yes, we have not maybe seen what we want to see a little bit more maybe out of Arnold Katie, or alone yeah, or sure. and Troy Anderson, for example. But the, the potential's there. We saw shades of what they could be. So I think, again, not just what they've done in free agency this offseason, but even what they de- did last year in the draft, and let's be real, what Fontenot and Smith did even offseason last season, before last season, when they had absolutely nothing to work with. But when we talk about having something to work with, that would be Bill Bar because yes. they give you so many choices. I thought this was so cool. I got a note from them yesterday, Jarvis, about some new flavors and some new, like, Interesting little combinations that they have that I wanted to share. So you guys know we tell you all the time we are about the healthy snacks around here because we yes. are about getting our bodies right, especially as we go to summer. But not just to be fine, you know, but also to be fine as far as being fit. So yes. don't forget, you too can get on the Bill Bar train, and they have a couple new flavors. Uh, one of their puff flavors is brown batter and churro, but also they are going back to some of their oldies but goodies. When you think about the Snickerdoodle puff the crave built bar the mint brownie pup and the grasshopper cookie you can have it all and even still get 15 calories 15 grams rather of protein only 130 calories and four grams of sugar so if you want that go to built.com because hey the weather's kind of dreary so i know you probably don't want to go out and buy one but if you're somebody like me who goes out rain, snow sleet or hail then you can catch sam's club for built bars in like a 13 box stack you know buying in bulk or you can get four bars at your local Walmart, Walmart. So don't forget, if you want a healthy snack that makes you happy, then it makes you whole because the Hawks are gonna win tonight and that's gonna make you wanna celebrate, <laughs> go out and
0: get yourself Hopefully. a bar. Absolutely, go ahead and get you a built bar. Go check that thing out, man. Go ahead and lose some weight because we know what time it is. We up here trying to get right. You see, we slam it fired up in this thing. Well, it might not be slim, but you know, T Slam. I'm not. Gonna, but anyway, we want to thank you guys for uh, rocking with ATL Day Ones, Being an everydayer, you guys are listening every day. So yeah, you're part of the crew. You're probably the fam. If you have not subscribed or downloaded the podcast, go ahead and do so right now. Become an everydayer as well. Become a part of the family. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. Uh, when you think about cam newton t this dude has been a lightning rod ever since he stepped into the nfl matter of fact let me go even further back when he went decided to go to uh auburn and, and how he got to auburn and his daddy and all of this stuff it just was a lot of stuff surrounded by cam newton and i think that the one thing they've always respected by cam is he's always remained the same he's made the same cam he's remaining the same cam newton that's from atlanta and he kind of shows that like hey I am who I am, and and I think that, you know, this story about him kind of speaks to what Cam Newton is because, you know, he came out and said that, you know, he's willing to be a backup, but he also went took it a step further and named the guys who would be willing to be a backup too. When you think about, like, all of the scrutiny, all of the criticism that Cam has gotten over the years, does this kind of take the cake as far as, like, yeah— they're going to get your butt again. let <laughs> right. just take I the cake. <laughs> it, it is so cam Like,
1: I mean, it's its cam's going to cam. I mean, cam, right. Absolutely. It's, it's, Absolutely. And this is a cam is going to cam moment. And when you look at the list, you can't be mad because listen, right. if I have my druthers to say, okay, this is the radio station or this is the, the TV network I want to be with. Right. Oh, man, why wouldn't I? If I had put up numbers like he did and i I'm a, an MVP-type candidate. I mean, hey, I have the right to go where I want to, don't I? So listen right. to the list. And the list makes sense because, okay, he wants to go and sit behind Deshaun Watson. Okay, okay. that's not kind of a bad yeah. person to be an understudy for because uh, there's a chance that he's probably not going to get through 17 games. He Now, he is one who's not injured very often, so Cam won't right. see a lot of playing time, but definitely he could be with the team who also potentially is a playoff, if not Super Bowl contender, like long shot style, right? Right. The Ravens QB, Lamar Jackson. Now, do you want to be the Ravens QB backup or Lamar Jackson's backup? Because I don't think those are the same backups. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that was what he put down. I like Justin Fields because I think actually also Malik Willis because I think he could have a great impact on those two guys, right? Especially being from the
0: area. Yeah, both of them. And
1: they also have some styles that are similar to his where he can maybe help them to mold and shape their styles because we know where he was at the beginning of his career and where he was when he was in MVP form. And I like the fact that he even said, hey, I'll sit behind CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or Anthony Richardson because, again, you're talking about... Definitely Anthony
0: Richardson. Sport. Yeah. You're talking about Who physical could. freaks, what what quarterbacks. <laughs> he should
1: probably teach him a thing or two about, hey, guys,
0: absolutely, your yeah.
1: legs are your best weapon. I'm going to help you to understand how your arm can be much more complimentary than it is. And for Stroud and Young, he can help those guys to understand how to be better outside of the pocket. So I kind of like where he's going with it. And again, you can't be mad at him wanting to sit behind Josh Allen because, hey, Bill's another super bowl contender but i will tell you the head scratcher for me was the commander's qb sam howell assuming it would be him yeah. unless Sam right. assumes that he could take over as so excuse me one
0: so so let me let me let me uh give you a little insight into that let, let me give you my jarvis you. my jarvis hunch on that one so mm-hmm. when you think about that situation right there sam howell Hey, he ain't no starting quarterback. Let's keep it let's keep it funky. And you know, you know who the old new OC is now over there? Eric B. Enemy. You know what I'm saying? This is Cam saying, you know what? I don't willing, I'll will i will be willing to be a backup. I know Sam Howe. He's not gonna say it out loud. I know Sam Howe is eventually gonna mess up. And play, well, that's you what know, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like so, you know what I'm saying? So he, you know, he know he's gonna mess up. You know, and this is Cam saying, you know what? I I he did say, I will bring this up, quote. There aren't 32 quarterbacks better than me. He did say that. So I think that's one of those choices where, yeah, I'll be humble in these situations. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I'll sit behind him too. You know, you know, all the little young pups, I mentor those cats, you know, show them how to get down being a mobile quarterback, black brother, a brother in the NFL. But uh Sam though, oh, yeah, I'll be I'll be a backup. <laughs> Cause I know a player's gonna mess up at some point in life. And I think that, you know, with Cam though. It is just so funny. But let me ask you this, though, T, uh, before we get out of here. Do you think it's a situation now where, where Cam kind of might just need to just say, you know what? Uh, it might be time for me to say that. I can never say
1: that because okay. if you love your job, which so many people in the world hate the work that they do or they right. hate no where doubt. they work or who they work for. No if no you doubt. have an opportunity that comes to your doorstep, A, doing the job you love, B, with the team you love, and see, you're able to still do it at a fairly decent high level relative to maybe not where you were, but where others are, I can't say, hey, you should go sit down. That, I, I can't do that because I know for the work that I do love that I do, I wouldn't want anybody to tell me, even if I'm not on my game game anymore, hey, we think it's time for you to sit down. I think that's kind of a cam decision somewhat. But then again, the GMs of these teams, they may make the decision for them.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of how it normally ends in, in, in football, you know. Like, you play until they tell you you can't play anymore. And I think that, you know, coaches have been kind of hinting at, like, hey, man, you can't play anymore. But, you know, it's definitely going to be ultimately up to him because my, my at the end of the day, like you said, like, when you love what you do, like, we really like what we do. So it's just for somebody to sit up here, some random person say, you sure can sit down and retire. Like, like the gumption that you have to have to be able to say something like that, I feel. So, yeah, I, I think it's something that's going to be really cool to kind of see if he gets an opportunity because we know that he still wants to play. But ultimately, that's going to be up to a coach, for a head coach for an NFL team to say, you know what, let's give him a shot. But until then, he's going to be sitting out here, sitting on the sidelines and, you know, doing his thing and running his cigar shop. But anyway, uh, T. We got to tell the people to make sure, make sure, make sure that if you are a listener of ATL Day Ones or Locked On Sports Atlanta or Hidden Heart with John Chuckery, why don't you go ahead and make sure you check us out on Monday and become an everydayer. That's what we're trying to do. Become a part of the family because, hey, we love that you all check us out each and every day. And for those who don't, come join the party. We're waiting on you. I promise you. And we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. Now, before we get out of here, i got to say this. If you don't do anything else for the rest of this weekend, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love.
1: Hey, Prime members.